This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Amen. I'd be appreciated Chuck's ex- exhortation. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck preaches every once in a while. I guess it's every once in a while. His kids wasn't even born last time he preached. But anyway, I, t- I told Chuck, I, t- I told Chuck, get up here, get warmed up, and do what he did. I said, if I got any time left, I'll preach. So, praise the Lord. What? He was a blessing, wasn't he? Amen. I, I appreciate that. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about how to always receive what you pray for. How many like to have have more of your prayers come to pass? Well, that's what we that's what it's all about. Anyway, as you open up to Mark chapter four, I'm going to show you some things out of the bookstore. Mark chapter four, and you know I appreciate you know Chuck. You you can tell he listens and he does what he hears, but the most valuable thing in your life is the word of God that you act on, not the word of God you hear, but the word of God that you hear and you do. This was called Faith Food Devotions for Springtime. Summer's coming, then we got the ones for summer. This is Brother Hagen, and he's my primary mentor that really taught, taught me most everything I do. And my, my, my teaching style is more like his than anybody I've ever followed because anyway, he just, he taught me, and I, I, I keep it simple like he did, teach people to help him. But this is his little devotional, and I, I got, I got the, I got the big heart book copy. It's got all these in one book, and we don't have any of those right now, but we will be getting them up. The big hard book devotional, but we'll be getting them in due season. But anyway, every day he's got a little devotional that you read it less than five minutes. You get a real nugget to think on all day long for the word of God. It really helps. It's not deep. It's just simple. That'll help you live your life. And then here's another book by Charles Cap called God's Creative Power. God's Creative Power. And the word of God, uh, the Lord told Charles Capps, the word of God Conceived in the heart and spoken from the mouth will bring back, bring to pass dynamic results in your life. The Word of God conceived in your heart. When you get the Word of God in your heart and it speaks to your heart and you speak it with your mouth, it is going to come to pass. But this book is full of scriptures on about every topic of life. Healing, prosperity, child training, marriage, deliverance, victory, whatever it is, jobs. He's got little bite-sized nuggets of scriptures in here. Now to confess those scriptures and speak them in first person of your life to help you. Thank you, Mrs. Pastor Junior. <laughs> Amen. She's home rested. She had a long day, so she's taking it easy. So that means, Julie, you have to smile at me and give me some signals every once in a while. No faces. <laughs> All right. Mark chapter 4. How to always receive what you pray for. Verse 26. Mark 4, verse 26. And Jesus said this. <clears throat> he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. He said, So is the kingdom of God. And so what he said there is Jesus is telling us how to live our life on earth and function successfully in the realm of the Spirit at the same time. How many know that we're navigating in two worlds right now? Amen. Uh, Ephesians 2.6 says that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Spiritually, we're seated next to God with Jesus inside of Christ. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 says we are dead and our life is hid with Christ in God. And so spiritually, 
spiritually, we function in the spirit if we want to get victory in life. What takes place in the spirit shows up in this life. In John chapter 3, it talked about the new birth. Jesus said, uh, just like the wind blows, said you can't see the wind, but you can see what it does. You'll see leaves blowing, you'll see trees blowing, see litter blowing up the street. Well, that's the wind, but you're not seeing the wind, you're seeing the result of the wind blowing. Well, when the Spirit comes to the heart of a human being and they're turned from darkness to light, you can't see the Holy Spirit. You see the change in the life. I'm not, I know that, uh, I know that I, I, saw, I saw people that got born again, they're prolific cussers, all of a sudden, oh, shucky darn gosh. Oh, darn it. Oh, gosh. Oh, shucks. That's not what they used to say. But the Holy Spirit in them had them convicted and it changed what they used to say. And so they were beginning to function in the realm of the Spirit, but they still lived in the flesh. And so Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God. And so he's telling us what it's like. If you want to successfully navigate in the realm of the Spirit, then you're going to start getting prayers answered. And the more you learn to cooperate in that realm, the more prayers you'll see answered. And so he said, it's as if a man should cast seed into the ground. And so I want to make this statement for what Jesus is saying. It's as simple, navigating the realm of the Spirit, how to receive from God. It's as simple as a farmer knowing when he plants good seed, harvest is coming. And, you know, I know we have a few people that know something about that. I know Dave uh, kind of sees in the same world I do out there. I live in the midst of alfalfa fields where I live at, everywhere. Dave works in them every day on farmer's equipment and things. Leanne knows about alfalfa. And some of the rest of you guys do too. But when a farmer plants seed, if he's planting alfalfa, even if he doesn't see anything but dirt for a long time, he knows harvest is coming. If you live someplace where they have farmers that plant soybeans or corn, or uh, cotton, or whatever they're planting. It might look like dirt now, but those guys are counting on harvest time so they can go to the bank and pay bills. Counting on harvest time so they take care of the year's debt at harvest time, and they know harvest time's coming because they planted and they take care of things. As so Jesus tells us, this is just as simple to function in the kingdom of God as is a farmer planting seed. How many have confidence in a seed, if you plant it in the ground and water, you know it's going to grow. Amen. It's just as simple. When you're praying the Word of God, you stick with it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Amen. 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 So anyway, Jesus then begins to talk here. And uh, I want you to back up first, though, to verse 14. I want to show you this seed we're talking about. Verse 14 says, The sower soweth the Word, well, the sower is the planter. The farmer, whoever says plant the seed, and says the sower soweth the word. And so I want to tell you what that means. That means the spiritual seed is the word of God. And already Chuck, Chuck sowed some seed tonight. So word of God came your direction tonight. And so the, the, the ground is your heart or your born again spirit. Your spirit is God's soil. Your spirit is God's field. Your spirit is God's dirt. And so the word of God, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, the word of God's alive and full of power. How many know that a seed, when you see the shell, you're not seeing the seed that's inside the shell. And the seed inside the shell is alive. 
How does that happen? I don't know. God does it. The seed can be in that shell for a long time, but when that seed is planted in the ground, there's something in dirt that causes that shell to come off. And when that shell comes off, that moisture comes in, God made that seed, and that seed can be laid there sometimes hundreds of years. But in the right ground, the right condition, that seed will start growing up out of the dirt. Something starts happening. This Word of God has been in these pages for hundreds of years. But something happens when that Word comes off those pages, gets in a believer's heart. There's an ingredient called faith that causes that Word to begin to grow. Amen. Get what I'm saying. Jesus said it's just that simple. He said, just like a farmer planting seed, he said, that's how the kingdom of God operates, just like that. And how much faith does a farmer have to have? All the faith the farmer has to have is faith that he knows there's a process set up and he may not even be a Christian farmer. He could be an atheist, not even believe in God. He just knows that you always plant seeds in dirt, you water them, and if you have to weed them, you weed them. Sun comes out, rain comes down, and all the farmer knows is I planted, now the seeds do the rest. And Jesus said, just that simple. As believers, if we just have the, have, have the faith of a farmer and know that this word's in my heart, and God's programmed this word, but it's in my heart, that's going to grow into what God said it'll grow into. You know, too many Christians get too messed up trying to figure it out. And so anyway, the, the, the Word of God is, the, is, is spiritual seed. So the Holy Spirit puts it in your heart in different ways. I'm going to tell you some of the ways that the Holy Spirit will get this Word into your heart. Through hearing a sermon like tonight, using Chuck, the things he shared, using me right now as we begin to look at some scriptures, the Holy Spirit tonight is working through me to put something in you called the Word of God, God's spiritual seed. And also the Holy Spirit through your own study of the Bible or faith books. You know, we show you these faith books all the time. We've got a lot of good books back there. And I know that all of you study your Bibles. When you're studying the Bible, the Holy Spirit can cause that living word to germinate in your heart. And when you see it, all of a sudden you know something's happened, that that's God talking to you. Another way is through listening to a CD or a podcast. You can be listening to a CD in your car, listen to a podcast, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden something for the Word of God speaks right to your heart. That seed was planted. Or through a testimony where another believer quotes a verse. You can be on the job. I know a lot of you uh, have Christians you get to see during the course of the day. You fellowship, you talk, you share things. And sometimes I know that when, when, I, when I was a truck driver, before I was a preacher, when I saw other Christians, we'd talk about it. Say, hey, would your pastor preach Sunday? And they'd preach it back to me. And then I'd tell them what my pastor preached. I'd preach it back to them. And there's a lot of things got put in my heart over the years because another believer told me what their pastor preached on Sunday. I wasn't in that service, but when they shared with me, it was so real, it jumped in my heart, and I'd write the verses down on something. And when I'd get home that night, I'd open my Bible, I'd look at those verses. And those verses were planted in my heart. Amen. The Holy Spirit could put it in your heart through whatever source He wants. You can hear somebody up here giving a testimony sometime. 
And they'll be talking about something, and they may say, like, like verse Chuck, Chuck quoted. They say, you know what? 638 says, give it, it shall be given. And you're sitting out there, and you may have never heard Luke 638 before, or maybe you've heard it a thousand times, and all of a sudden, when they said Luke 638, your spiritual ears perked up. And then they gave a testimony. And that testimony, they told about some financial victory they got because they did what Luke 638 said. And all of a sudden, Luke 638 was planted in you this time. You heard it before, but this time you heard it. And you know, in Mark chapter 4, right before this little passage you're looking at, Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. And he wasn't talking about this, he talked about this. Amen. So anyway, the Holy Spirit can use many different ways to plant it. In other words, you know when Jesus speaks to your heart through verses you heard. How many know what I'm talking about? That sometimes you're hearing something and all of a sudden it wasn't just hearing it, but you thought, wow, that's for me. Wow, I see that. Wow, that's my verse. That's the one I've been looking for. I knew the answer was there. I finally see it. Well, we want to show you what to do after you see it. Because after the farmer plants the seed, I was thinking about my boys, Jason Ben. Jason's in Georgia now, but they've been farmers in Indiana for years. And I remember about three or four years ago that at the start of the year, as soon as they got all their fields planted, I mean thousands of acres planted, we had some rains come through central Indiana and it washed out the crops. They lost everything out there. I remember the federal government had to cut through and dip what the federal government does. They give them disaster relief. So they got new seed planted when the weather changed. And then that year, by the end of the year, no rain for a couple months. They had severe drought. And so they got disaster relief for drought. Flood and drought all in the same year. They got the same relief. But anyway, then they just quit and say, well, this is no good. This don't work. You know what they did? Come springtime, they got started planting again. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They planted again. How many of you have ever had disasters where you knew your faith was working? And man, you got your socks knocked off. Man, you got knocked down. You got knocked out. But did you get back up? Amen. You know why you got back up? Because you know this is real. And you know, it doesn't make any difference. You know, the, the storm may have come. The flood may have come. Bad things may have happened. But I know that I know that I know that I know that Jesus is real. I know the Bible's true. Because I know the Bible's true. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. And you know, what Dr. Barclay says is so real to me. He said we need to always remember that, 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 that our worst day as a Christian is far better than our best day as a sinner. Amen. Amen. And so no matter what's going on, just know this. If your name's written in the last book of life, you might be broke. You might be busted, disgusted, can't be trusted, but you don't want that you're going to heaven. And I'll tell you something else. You hold on to the Word of God and you won't be broke either. Amen. Amen. Do a better preacher than you are shouting. All right. And so anyway, verse 27 then, he's going to tell us how this works. It says, As if a man should cast seed to the ground and should sleep and rise. So you plant as a farmer, then you sleep and rise night and day. And then the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. And so Jesus tells you, you need to live like a farmer or a gardener does. Once you do the planting, go to bed every night. Get a good night's sleep. Get up the next day and live your life like a believer. Don't go back to living like a heathen. 
You've got the word in your heart. You've spoken it out of your mouth. The farmer got the seed in the ground, got the dirt on top of it, so he just lives like a human being. He just goes about his business. That's what a believer is supposed to do. That's what Jesus said. And so, uh, not trying to fit, the farmer doesn't try to figure out how that seed's going to, going to turn into a tomato plant. He just knows it will because God made a tomato on this side of that seed. So it's planted. He knows tomatoes are coming. When you got that healing seed planted in your heart, you know healing's coming. When you got tithing seed planted in your heart, you've obeyed the word of God, you know blessing's coming. When you've got love, love seed planted in your heart and you're loving people as you want to be loved, as Jesus loves you, you know reconciliation's coming. Whatever it is that's planted, it's coming. And the farmer doesn't try to figure it out, says he knows not how, he just knows it will. And so as a believer, go to bed, get up, stay living for Jesus, knowing that you're a part of the kingdom of God. And you walk by faith, not by sight. You just have confidence in the word seed that's planted in your heart. Keep speaking it out of your mouth. Keep speaking it out of your mouth. I remember back in Indiana, I haven't been very successful in the farming business in California, in the gardening business a little bit. I've got little loser tomatoes a few times, but too <laughs> some reason or another. Some of you guys got the California stuff figured out. I never did really. But anyway, back in Indiana, here's what we did. That's everybody has ever done this or knows what I'm talking about. We planted a decent-sized garden. We planted radishes. We planted green onions. We planted uh, tomatoes. We planted a lot of different things out of seed packets. But when it was just dirt out there, we didn't know where the rows were. So we put a stick at this end of that end of the row and covered it up. And then on the stick there, we put the packet. Big boy tomatoes. This row's big boy tomatoes. And then on the next row, put a stick on both ends so we was walking till we wouldn't walk on our, our rows. We'd put the thing on the, the little packet on the stick there, radishes. And then the next row, we'd put green onions. And then the next row might be sweet peas. And so we knew we did our part. We planted our stuff in the ground. If it didn't rain, we'd water it, sunshine. I knew it was coming. So if one of our family members come over, our neighbor had to come past, walked out there, do a garden this year, we'd take them out there. And I'd say, look at that. Man, I'll tell you what, the best tomatoes we've ever had. Radishes. This is going to be the biggest, the best we've ever had. All they saw was dirt. I knew what used to be in those packets was in the ground. And I knew green onions. Man, I can't wait for those green onions to come up. And I'd tell a man, hey, tell you what, come over in about three weeks and you can have some green onions with me. Come over, come over in about two months and I'll give you some big boy tomatoes. We bragged on what we had because we had confidence it was going to come up. You need to be bragging on Jesus at the healing that's showing up your body. I testified last year what Jesus was doing to me and I got it. Amen. I got it. I testified what he was doing to me. And it wasn't because of how good my doctors were. Had great doctors. My confidence was never in them. My confidence was in the word of God was in me, but praise God for them. Sure not dissing them. I'm glad they were there. But if my confidence were in them, I may not be here. Amen. If you're a tither, and you're standing on God's word from Malachi chapter 3, 
as you're going through really serious financial times right now, you need to start confessing and bragging on Jesus that hallelujah, my Lord's rebuking the devourer for my sake. This stuff may be here now, but it's not staying. The windows of heaven are open on me. God's poured out his blessing on my family. Just wait till you see it. And the skeptics look at you. Look down all that dirt and those goofy little packets on sticks. What are you talking about? You're driving that old clunker out there. You got bald tires. I hear that rod knocking. Is that gray tape holding your door closed? Is that a piece of cellophane with fingernail polish on your taillight? You wait till you see. Wait, next time you see me, wait till you see what I'm driving. Debt free. Money in the bank. Paying cash for it. Well, how can you say that? All I'm doing is saying what God said. God said, if I'm willing and obedient, Isaiah 119, I eat the good of the land. God said, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Be faithful to my tithe. He rebukes the devourer. See that car right there? Don't look at that car right there. Look at the car right here. Because it's growing right now. I'm going to be driving that car. Amen. Well, uh, when it rained, what was all those buckets in your living rooms? Well, don't look at that house I'm living in right now. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a new house coming. I got a better house coming. Well, how, how's that happening? I got it planted. I got seed planted for my house. But how'd that happen? Well, they take up an offer for that missionary to have a better house, and I gave him that offer. I planted seed for his house. <laughs> Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man planted seed in the ground. Said, so then what does he do? He goes to sleep every night. And he doesn't have nightmares. He has night visions from God. Amen. Visions of the word of God come to pass in his life. Isn't Jesus the one that just said this? He said the kingdom of God works like a farmer. He said farmers sleep. They get up and live their life. They don't run around all day long. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I planted that three days ago and all I got is dirt. What am I going to do? I heard about that other farmer. He went bankrupt. I heard about a lot of believers that went bankrupt and backslid. I'm talking about spiritually bankrupt, not financially. I don't look at the ones that lost. I look at the ones that won. And the ones that lost, if I see what they did, I make sure I don't do it. Amen, amen, amen. And so then he says in verse 28, he says in verse 28, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And so Jesus said, just like a farmer knows it's a process and just cooperates with God's system, a believer must be patient and know it's a process. It's working. It's happening as we speak. If you, as a believer, see what God wants me to do tonight. When I was praying this morning about what question he wanted answered, he said there's people that are thinking about quitting, about giving up because it didn't happen quick enough. Give it up because it's not working. And the farmer says, it's first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Back in Indiana, I know more, I know more about farming there than I do out here because I haven't seen a lot of farming out here. But out there, every year we watch the corn and there's an expression 
that was really, because it could have been the Hoosier model, Indiana's people called Hoosiers. And every year, all you heard as we're coming up on July, knee high by the 4th of July, knee high by the 4th of July. And what that meant for corn, the farmers knew that their corn was knee high by the 4th of July. It was going to be a good year. See, by, by, by the time the end of July came, if it was new high, to, knee high, if corn was this high by the 1st of July, by the 4th of July, then by the end of July it was that high. But sometimes by the middle of June it wasn't that high. And sometimes by, by the start of June you didn't see it yet. But the seed was in the ground. And so the farmers knew it was coming. They didn't give up. And so in your life, you've got to know, and really if you have to, just do your new knee high by the 4th of July for your life. Say, well, it's growing. Might not be there yet. And you know, it may be, may be in the financial arena that you're not there yet, but maybe at least the bleeding stopped. You know, sometimes when it comes to financial things, I think about a train. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of trains out here. I mean, a lot of trains. And one thing, you know, we, matter of fact, we got a lot of railroad workers at our church too, Daniel. <laughs> but, but the trains, when you're out there for trade, if you've ever watched a train stop, they've carried so much of a load and so much weight. If they have to start putting on the brakes, you'll hear a, they're all starting to stop because they've carried a lot of weight. But before they go that way, they got to stop going this way. And sometimes, because of the load, it takes a long time to stop. But the process started maybe two miles back there, but it took two miles to get it to stop. So they start going back that way. If you've had a financial burden that took you a long time to get, it's a heavy load. Once you start tithing, hooking up with God and doing right, it might take a while for that thing to stop going this direction. But I can tell you by experience, if you're faithful, the thing's slowing down and stopping now. But it has to stop going this way before you start going back that way. And you know what the Lord told me one time years ago in Deuteronomy 28? He says that believers are supposed to be the lenders, not the borrowers. We're supposed to be the ones that God to lend, not the ones that are all the time have to say, man, I got the best rate I get. It's only 18%. That means for every hundred dollars that they loaned you, you give them 118 back. You think that's a good deal? If you're the banker, it is. But we're supposed to be the lenders. And so the whole thing was, the Lord told me years ago, He said, you know what the first step is to becoming the lender? And it was a revelation to me. It sounds simple now because I've known it for years. I said, what's the first step to become the lender? And he almost yelled at me in my spirit, Quit barling! You're never going to be the lender if you live off of barling. You have to come to the point in time where you say, If cash can't get it, then I don't need it. I wrote that in my Bible years ago. If cash can't get it, then I don't need it or want it. Well, it's time to go home, isn't it? That was enough right there. Amen. And so anyway, that's what Jesus said. He said, first the blade there, there, then the full cord in the ear. But then look at this. Verse 29. But when the fruit is brought forth, that's called harvest, immediately put in the sickle because the harvest has come. 
And so that's how Jesus wants you to talk about what the word your heart's bringing to pass in your life. A harvest of healing, deliverance, job, financial provision, family relationships restored, harvest will come. Jesus said, this is how the kingdom of God works. He said, harvest will come. And when it comes, put in the sickle, that means get it. Don't leave your harvest rotten on the vine. You reach out and get it when it comes. Recognize your harvest. And go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. But I want to say this. I want to say this so you'll get this. And this is talking to religious Christians. Religious Christians that are too religious to receive from God. When your harvest comes, if it's a fellow believer, what's put money in your hand? Oh, no, 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 I couldn't do that. If you're believing God for it and somebody says, God told me to give this to you, you can't receive from God, go broke. Jesus said, put in the sickle, the harvest has come. I, I knew a guy one time that was believing for harvest, had another believer wanted to help take care of him. He said, oh, no, 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 I'm waiting on God. And that believer said, you mean God can't use me? Amen. God used a fish. Amen. A fish paid Peter's taxes. And Jesus' taxes. Oh, no, fish, go back. Uh, I believe in God. This is your sign. Here's the fish. And there's another, there's another, another, another man one time about getting in trouble with God, and a donkey talked to him. The guy couldn't listen to God real play, so he said a donkey. And so, for you, whatever it is in your life you need, when God sends somebody, whether it's a sinner, or a Christian, or a fish, or a duck, or you find it in the parking lot, or it comes in the mailbox, what difference does it make? Now, I'm not talking about something that, you know, is obviously crooked, cheating, stealing, somebody stole something. But however God wants to get it to you, what a testimony. You just believe in God, and out of nowhere, but actually out of somewhere from God, here come the harvest. And Jesus said, put the sickle in, man, recognize your harvest. When it comes, grab it. Don't let it pass. But in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, says this. And let us not be weary in sending some more. Let's not be weary in skipping church all the time. Let's not be weary and never read our Bibles. It says, let's not be weary in well-doing. Well-doing. And what, what well-doing means, keep doing well. Stay in church. Stay saved. In other words, live like a Christian. Read your Bible. Pray. Love people. Don't quit. He says, let's not be weary of well-doing. For in due season, we shall weep. No. Don't go around crying about how bad it is. It says we shall reap if we what? Faint not. And so what that means is this. Everybody that's believing God for anything of significance, whether it's a healing, a relationship restored, a deliverance for a loved one or yourself, financial things, everybody's believing God for anything has the chance to get weary. Everybody has the opportunity to say, what's the use? But I'll tell you one thing. I personally believe there's not one word in the Bible that got there by mistake. 
If God said there's a due season, guess what? There's a time in your life called due season. There's a time in my life called due season. When is that? It's due season. Well, how do you know when it gets here? Because you faint not. What do you do? You go to sleep. You get up. You refuse to worry. You say, worry, I resist you in Jesus' name. You say, fear, I resist you in Jesus' name. God's word's in my heart. God's word says, I'll be saved at my house. God's word says, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. God's word says, promotion's coming. God's word says, all my needs are met. God's word says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. God's word says, in due season, I will reap and I'll faint not. And so that's how you get your prayers answered every time. Act like a farmer. Remember the seed. But remember this. How stupid it would be to see a farmer looking out of a field full of tumbleweeds, never been plowed, sitting there, sipping his iced tea, sunglasses on, got his big straw hat on, looking out there and saying, man, what a harvest I'm getting this year. You're looking out there and said, what? That field had he been plowed. That's just tumbleweeds. That's just a bunch of sand blow around. How are you going to get a harvest? You never planted any seed. That's just as foolish as a Christian that occasionally comes to church, never opens his Bible, never puts anything in the offering, never does anything concerning the Word of God. That's because, my God's blessing me. Everything's great. Everything's okay. It's obvious to everybody else everything's not okay. He didn't do what the Bible says to do. He didn't plant. He didn't do right. And we're not talking about finances right now. We're talking about the Word. You get the Word in your heart, coming out of your mouth, then you can kick back, drink your tea, put your hat on, read your Bible, and tell about the harvest is coming because you've got the seed planted. Amen? Don't deceive yourselves. Plant the seed. Speak the Word. And then you can testify and brag on Jesus. Healing's coming. Prosperity's coming. Victory's coming. Uh, See these seats right here? You can't sit here. My family's going to be here today. If they don't get here by service time, they'll let somebody else sit there. (laughs) Amen. We're done. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.